Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, and thank you for tuning in today with Faith FM. Please stay with us for this hour as we are uh, going to share a little bit more from the Bible and uh, yeah, allow the Bible to speak at certain things. We really had a very interesting uh, theme and topic, you know, for today. We are talking about uh, the church, the family, and morality in a post-biblical world. Oh, what a theme for the whole week. And uh, my dear friend, uh, I'm inviting you to be part of this program today because you may have something to share with us. You may have a thought, a comment, a question maybe in regard to the things which we are going to look at. Now also during the week, uh, there are a few questions which we posed and um, uh, there was one like uh, the Bible and gender. What does the Bible say? Then we follow up with another question. The Bible and marriage. What does the Bible say about that? The Bible and morality. What does the Bible say about that too? How did Christ view illicit morality? And I thought those are, those are very good questions. And, uh, our, uh, friends, the hosts and co-hosts for the whole week, they address those questions. And, uh, if you miss some of these programs, uh, you know that you can, um, go to faithfm.com.au and search for, uh, uh those, uh, programs. Um, if you like, or even better, uh, go to, uh, drive time. On uh, your uh, app, Faith FM app. And if you don't have a Faith FM app yet, why not to download one right now? Faith FM Australia. And you'll be able to go back and look on the programs which you missed. Uh, uh, you can go and browse and find uh, lots of other programs which we produce here on Faith FM. Please connect with us because that's what we want to you know, to have a idea. What do you think about all these things? Let's have a conversation. Send us a text message today also on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Now I'd like to say hello to our good friend, uh, David Delima from uh, Family Voice Australia. Uh, David, uh, how are you today? Great to be with you, Nick, and hello to all the listeners. Well, it's very good to have you with us uh, here in the studio, David. Uh, it's much better when we see, you know, each other face to face. But uh, hey, uh, we enjoy even uh, when you call us uh, over or I call you and um, we have a conversation even over the phone. It sounds much better in the studio, of course. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a privilege to have you with us, uh, David, in particular as we are talking about this theme, you know, the church, the family, and morality. Yes. 
in a post-biblical world. Now, David Lima uh, is the director for South Australia and the Northern Territory. He is very active, very busy also representing uh, families on um, all the levels possible. And uh, yeah, today with us in the studio here, we'll um, like to hear from David a little bit more. Now, we may um, welcome just a little bit later, I'll say hello to our regular uh, co-host. Uh, it's just running a bit later today, maybe caught in traffic. But um, uh, yeah, we'll wait until she gets in the studio and we'll say hello to her too. But uh, David, I-, I would like to come to you now, if we can. Yes. Because... We want to talk a little bit uh, under this uh, segment, World Watch, you know, uh, to see what's going on, uh, what's going on in the world uh, today and what we have in the, you know, what do you have in the sleeve there <laughs> for today? Please share with us. Yes, indeed. Well, I'll start with the, the bad news and then we'll get on to the good news. So the bad news is that uh, a survey has found that many student teachers at university are finding themselves utterly inequipped for life in the classroom. So they're feeling that they want to serve the community professionally as teachers. They're going to university, they're attending their courses diligently, and their heads are being stuffed full of libertarian woke causes uh, on all sorts of philosophical and uh, ideological nonsense that's going to be of no use to them whatsoever in the classroom, Mm. and they're finding themselves to be ill-equipped. So this uh, has really prompted much concern from us at Family Voice. We issued a media release a few days ago saying that this is really a national disgrace. Mm. Uh, we're talking about the future of the country here, Nick. This is not just some academic matter. Yes. Uh, if we if we cannot ensure that our school teachers have got the right skills, then how are we going to ensure the nation's future? Mm. So most concerning, now some of our older listeners might recall that years ago there was what may be termed an apprenticeship model of teaching, which meant that instead of someone wanting to become a teacher, spending all their time at college or university, Mm -hmm. they'd go straight to the classroom. They would learn on the job. This is how apprentices have always learned, at the master's master's elbow, so to speak, and would love to see a restoration of that apprenticeship model of teacher training. So work to be done there. That's the the bad news. The good news is that uh, just recently in Queensland, the law has been passed. It's effectively giving recognition legally to the humanity of the unborn. Mm. Now, this is in relation to the terrible situation. There are two examples of it in recent times there in Queensland where a, a drug or or, or alcohol fueled troublemaker has crashed the car, uh, killing people, including killing the unborn. Mm. So two unborn babies have been killed in recent years as a result of that action. Now, the court doesn't recognise the humanity of the unborn, which means that in one of those examples, the driver, can you believe this, he got off with a $950 fine. Oh. So he he kills an unborn baby through his reckless behavior mm. and he's fined $950. Uh, you know, you spend more more than that just getting your car serviced these days. It's just unbelievable. So uh, after that crash, and the baby was called Sophie, this is back in 2014, mm. but after that, the mother of the baby who had survived though she lost the baby, uh, she delivered a petition to the Queensland Attorney-General signed by 130,000 people demanding a change in the law. But then, as recently as 2022, another incident occurred, and this time uh, two people, a lady, her partner, 
she was carrying their, their unborn baby. Uh, they were both killed and the baby was killed. The baby was at 24 weeks development. Mm. So this absolutely was the camel that broke the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the Queensland Parliament was concerned. Mm. And they just had to give in to, to uh, overwhelming public pressure. Uh, and so just in, in recent days, the law has now been changed so that the courts will have to take into consideration the fact that uh, there has been the loss of a human life in the womb. Uh, and so effectively the courts are recognising the humanity of the unborn. So it's a tremendous outcome for those two sets of grieving families, but it's also a fantastic breakthrough for the pro-life cause because uh, we've been campaigning for so long up and down this nation to recognise the humanity of the unborn, uh, and yet we've just lost battle after battle. So it's so fantastic, finally, to have a step forward, Nick. That's wonderful. It's it's very good um, to hear that, um, David. And, you know, I was, you know, just thinking myself um, when you mentioned about that, uh, that individual, you know, being fined with 900 or something dollars just for, uh, for something, you know, we don't value life. We're thinking that, okay, that was not even born, you know, whatever, you know, uh, but it was life. We're talking about life here. Yeah. I pay more money uh, for a simple fine, for a, a speed uh, fine, and I had to do one right now, just because you go down the hill somewhere and the car is just going a bit quicker than... Uh, than uh, you wanted, Nick, and uh, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm shocked too. <laughs> I'm shocked too to hear that uh, you pay nine hundred dollars only. You killing somebody, yeah. and you're going. You know, you know. I'm. I, I don't want to get in trouble right now, but with this uh, uh, speeding fines and so on, it's ridiculous. You know, it. This is true. It's ridiculous. It it's, is true. It's yeah. just putting people in the position of being more stressed, yeah. more um, worried about things. Instead of looking what, what's going around, yes. they are just stressed about uh, that thing. And then changing, you know, from 40 to 50 to 80 to 70 like that in just in in couple of uh, this is true. We're, ra- we're rather changing the subject, but that's. But I'm changing the ch- the subject a bit here. But the reason why I'm 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 how to say uphold to see that we have such legislation. This is true. Seriously, you know, to uh, to pay nine hundred dollars and nothing. to get away with killing somebody. It's unbelievable. But how sad, how tragic that the only difference is whether the baby's wanted. So if you don't want the baby, you can have an abortion and no one complains. But if you do want the baby uh, until now and it's killed, there's no recognition. So we, we're thankful for this modest reform. There's yeah. still a long way to go, but it's a wonderful start. Yeah, but hey, um, in terms of what I said, you know, we uphold the law and I pay my fines, you know, uh, like that. When you do a mistake, you do something like that. Uh, but I think it needs to be uh, a better... Uh, a way of uh, balancing things in life. You know, I'm trying to smooth it up a bit because I can see that David was, uh, I was in I'm, war. I'm, I'm shocked, Nick. Really <laughs> Honestly, I'm shocked. You, oh, well. You, you, look, I've got plenty of speeding fines as well. So the trouble is, I mean, I do a lot of driving. The more yes. you drive, the more you're going to be exactly. in trouble. And it's just not fair for people who have to drive yeah. on the road. Yeah. And yeah, the, the fine is, and, and it's not just that. If you start accumulating points, 
they take your license away. I mean, that's the problem, you know. And um, but hey, uh, we don't change the subject here. I've been in some other parts of the world <laughs> where um, where they do much better on that regard. But I, I just want to take you back, if I can, just for a moment, to the first uh, part uh, of. What you just said here in regard to the teaching, you yes. know, in schools. Yes. I mean, um, teaching is all about the practicality of classroom dynamics. Yes. Okay. Not obscure theories and especially not philosophies that bring gender confusion and cultural distress to young hearts and minds this is true now david i watched something uh, just recently wasn't the news a parent going berserk mm-hmm. because the teacher put on the board on the front of the students a flag mm-hmm. and uh, you may think what flag that was it was a very colorful flag with all the colors possible <laughs> there, you know. And the mother went berserk and she went and pulled down that uh, flag from the table mm-hmm. and said to the teacher, please teach my son what you're supposed to teach. Teach yes. my son history yes. because that's what you are all about here. Don't try to put other things on the agenda indoctrinate. and indoctrinate. Now, mm. it's so true that these days we are under this pressure everywhere to to just uh, push forward an agenda or not to stand up and not to speak on certain things because you may be um, put in a bad uh, on the bad list definitely now um I have Tracy with us also. She joined us. She made it. And it's very good to have you with us, Tracy. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. I wonder if you have a thought uh, in regard of what uh, David was just sharing today. Hang on a second. I will yeah. put you on now. Yeah, Nick, um, I was enjoying very much you backpedaling on the fact that you'd got lots of speeding fines. <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> but it's true. The more the t- more time you spend on the road, more likely you are to end up with fines. Mm. However, I'm absolutely in agreement with um, your thoughts and good on that woman who stood up and um, maybe she kind of was a little bit... Um, uh, perhaps she could have done it a little bit better. I'm not quite sure, but um, and, but I I think good on her that she stood up for herself and and reminded the teacher that the teacher has a role to teach certain subjects and mm. not to indoctrinate the children with their own ideology. That's that's true. That's true. But hey, um, unfortunately, these days, you know, uh, a lot of things go the way we. We don't want to go and uh, people do the things which they they think they are um, okay to do. Um, but, you know, standing up is important mm. because if we don't stand up, I know that there are certain debates that go on and I hear things said like the majority of Australians believe and I think to myself, well, I don't believe that and the people that I know don't believe that and I think to myself that many times – people who have certain views, which perhaps could be minority views, Mm. they actually uh, kind of push the – they embellish somewhat uh, about how much they are supported, their views are supported in the community, and they're able to embellish if 
uh, those who feel strongly differently do not stand up and make their voice heard. Indeed, indeed, so true. Well, uh, my dear friend listening today, uh, you may uh, have something to share with us today. I mean, not about the speeding fines, please, but uh, um, you can share with us. Uh, He's backpedaling. He's backpedaling. Tracy, <laughs> Tracy uh, you know, you just need to be stirred up a bit and then things can uh, roll, you know, like a snowball. Um the trouble is there's no discretion amongst the police officers anymore. You know, they used to let you off with a warning, not yes, anymore. No. They just write you off. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You're backpedaling, both of you. <laughs> but hey, look, uh, we have here a lady who's, uh, you know, had to keep us in the, you know, in the right, um, in the right place. But my dear friend listening today, uh, seriously now, you may have a question, you may have a thought in regard to the, um, uh, things we said and uh, David shared with us, why not to send us a text message uh, with uh, those thoughts on 4 888 Now, we also, we are um, uh, talking today because because we're talking about family and um, our theme is uh, the church, the family and morality in a post-biblical world. And this is what forms society, you know, a family and uh, and church, you know, uh, but today we have a question which we really want to uh, uh, address, to look at it. How do I give my children a moral compass? I think this will be a very important question and you may have some things to say. Don't hesitate to send us a text message with your thoughts on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are very thankful for the support of the Adventist uh, World Radio for this program. And um, we just want to also bring to your attention uh, right now that we have um, uh, a book, which uh, we always uh, are happy to give it away. Um, that's called The Radical Teachings of Jesus. Now, some of the questions which we just mentioned before may look like uh, quite radical. And in particular, um, the one which we looked just the other day, um, how did Christ view illicit morality? Why not to ask for this book, The Radical Teachings of Jesus? And you can send us a text message to the same number, 04888. Double one. I'll come uh, just a little bit later with the code which we have uh, prepared for you today for this book. And um, yeah, just uh, stay with us and we'll be back soon. Now, David and uh, Tracy, before we, anything else would you like to say in regard to, to the um, World Watch segment, and I think or we should move to this question because yes. I think it's an important question to ask. And I'm asking both of you uh, here just to start with. I mean, Tracy, if you like to maybe just give us a, a little bit of indication in uh, a general thing, and I'll come to you, David. Uh, uh, how how can we give uh, our children um, a moral compass? Well, I think the first thing to understand is the fact that it is the role of the parent to provide that moral compass for children. Um, you see more and more these days that uh, parents seem to want to be their kids' friends mm. rather than their parents, uh, that 
they kind of think it's cool that, you know, to hang out with their kids and, you know, to to be a liberal parent, you know. I used to do all that stuff when I was young, so, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, I think about the fact that, um, you know, Jesus doesn't talk about um, us being his friend. He talks more about uh, him being our parent, mm. uh, and and there's so much associated with with that role. I think you know it's great if you get on well with your children. Um, the Bible tells us that parents are not to um, irritate their children too much, that their children may may sin, um, but ultimately the role is. A guiding role to, if you like, set the right foundation for the child for their their life. The foundation that a child gets is just so important. And I reflect on the fact that, well, I think about the fact that um, I had some friends over from Sydney this week, and I went for a walk with um, with one of them, and we were talking about the fact that. You know, you have no say in it in terms of what country or what family you get born into, mm. but it makes such a difference to how your life will be and the framework which is set for you. I just like to quote a few um, scriptures uh, just to uh, frame the fact that, you know, the importance of um, this role that parents have. In Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So mm. kids, when they're in their teens, they might kind of go off and do their own thing, but, you know, often you see them come back to, um, you know, understanding the importance of those foundations that they were given. Again, in Proverbs 22.15, it says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Proverbs 22.24 says, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. You know, there's always this um, um, debate about nurture or nature. What is it that, that sets up a child in terms of how how they will be and, and the... Um, the, the basic idea seems to be that it's a combination of the two. But I was, when I was having this chat with my friend, I said, you know, I really, if I reflect, I have to thank my parents mm. for the fact that they have, you know, th- they had, a, you know, they were nominal Christians kind of thing. We didn't go to church or anything when I was young, only at Christmas and Easter and that kind of thing. Um, but, they had good principles that they understood it was their role to to teach uh, teach me and and my um, brothers as uh, as as children. And I think, yeah, parents need to really be um, be aware of mm. the important role that they have been given. And I know a lot of uh, parents, uh, Tracy and David, who are not necessarily practicing uh, Christians, uh, but they would like their children actually to be taught in a right way. And I know quite a few people who send their uh, children to Christian schools just because they um, realize that uh, they can have a good foundation uh, for the rest of their lives. 
Mm-hmm. Now, um, that's, I thought that was very interesting, you know, to see people doing that, which proves again the point that, um, anything what we look into the Bible in the context of the Bible, I mean, we talked other times that even our laws, you know, the civil laws and based on, uh, on Bible and the foundation mm. in the wisdom of the word of God. Mm. And I thought, I thought that was very important. Yeah. David, you may want to add some. Sure thing. Well, my wife and I have uh, three grown-up children and a couple of grandchildren, so we've certainly seen them go through their early infancy, adolescence, and into adulthood. It's a pleasure to see them growing up. This is what we want, of course, for our children. We want them to grow up. We don't want them to continue obeying us. We want them to obey God. We're not going to be around forever anyway. Mm. So while we may not be able to change the world in order to make it the nice place for our kids to be raised in, we can try, but uh, we're failing miserably on that score so far. We can, however, train our children to cope with the world. That means that we don't hide from them the evils that are out there. Uh, We sort of moderately expose them to what's going on, but in a manner which is reflective and prayerful, and Christ-honouring so that we are able to help them to distinguish between right and wrong, between what is valuable and what is unhelpful, mm. because then we're really teaching them to figure things out for themselves. Now, well, when children are little, of course, they've got to be entirely protected and they simply must be taught to obey. Now, that's, that's uh, the way God has made the world. The Scripture speaks about um, the son who serves him, that is his father, and children love to serve their parents. They they love to be rewarded for doing what is right, and they hate being punished for when when they do wrong. Uh, and that works very well when they're little. It doesn't work when they're adolescent because mm. they are, in fact, being led by God Himself through the biology and the psychology that is grounded in creation. They're being led by God to become autonomous, mm-hmm. and that means they resent both reward and punishment. So unfortunately, we make the mistake of trying to do with adolescent children what worked when they were little, Mm. but it doesn't work. So at that point, they have to move away from being the disciplinarian uh, to the coach and to support them in the decisions that they make. They're going to make those decisions anyway. Mm. Uh, The in the parable of the rich young man, the father accedes to the horrific requests of the young man that he get his inheritance now, knowing full well that he would squander it, but he was going to he was going to go off to foreign places anyway. So sometimes you've got to be enormously flexible. This is how God wins us back. He he loves us, uh, and he, he he will pay any price to get us back, and that's mm. why he paid the price of sending his son Jesus. So uh, he's seeking to restore relationships. Uh, and yeah, it's so so wonderful. It's so comforting to realise that that God Himself has family troubles. So what ho- what hope is there for a poor boy like me? I used to mm. tell myself. Um, so yeah, we've been through it all and um, come out the other end, and we give thanks to God that our three children are all strongly in the faith. They're all all professional people, and you know, two of them married. One probably getting engaged fairly soon. Um, so yeah, we're 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 very grateful to God, and we've applied. Biblical principles, uh, Christian principles in raising our children, and uh, that's the only way forward. 
Oh, praise God for that, uh, David. And thank you for sharing uh, with us uh, from your, um, you know, experience from your family. Mm. And I believe there are many people listening today. They um, they may have challenges in their families, you know, because of uh, the young adults or the maybe young ones. It's a big job, big, big important job. job, isn't yeah. it? You know, and and I sometimes think that, especially for women. Um, you, you know, it's very much a role for, for both father and mother, but especially for women, there is, um, I think, a devaluing mm. of how important a role it is to be a mother and uh, uh, being involved in uh, the right up, upbringing of children. And I think when um, both mother and father, I know it's a very difficult balancing act these days but when both mother and father are fully distracted mm. in full-time work and everything i think it's it's a it's a hard slog i think to you know be able to have full attention on on your children's lives as well uh i think it's you know it's very much a, a difficult job, but as um, David was saying, you know, when we apply these principles, I think, um, you know, we, we've got that good guidance. And it was interesting, David, how you brought up the fact that it's a very different story when um, we're looking at raising uh, children, young children as opposed to uh, teenagers. And, you know, you mentioned that it's part of the um, biology that they come to a place where they're finding their own identity, all of that kind of thing, and that's actually how it's all meant mm, to be. And, mm. and you know, it's, and it's it's uh, it's um, a balancing act again, knowing... Um, that 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 nuance in terms of how much responsibility to give, how much to still be, um, you know, saying no. This is this is how things must be done. But I think with teenagers and also tweenagers, if you if you mm-hmm. if you like, number one of importance is modelling. You know, yes. uh, one of the things that I see is that youth are no fools; they can pick hypocrisy. A mile away, mm. you know. So I have a great example here that, unfortunately, please share with us, uh, Tracy, yeah. because I was going to ask this. You know, um, okay, it's difficult even with the uh, little children and younger ones. You know, these days because they are so much impacted by what what they hear, even right from the, um, you know. Three, four years old, uh, but when you come to teenagers and young adults, I think it's even. M- more complicated more, yeah and uh, i was going to ask uh, for how long can we still consider our children in children you know what i mean that you can pass some um teachings or uh, whatever is including in this package of being a parent and having children you know mm. we are talking now and please share with us uh, tracy a bit more about the young adults yeah, well, as, as David was saying, I think biology has a lot to do with it. And, and you do have some children who are more mature than others at different, different stages. And, 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 uh, I guess as a parent, you will get a feel for, you know, mm, uh, yeah. where your child is at with their maturity kind of thing and, and where you're comfortable to back off a little bit and they can, uh, they perhaps, you know, are quite responsible. It's an individual thing. But, um, 
you know, I really believe that you have to really walk the walk, not just talk the talk mm. with, with teenagers. Mm. I had an example with where I live, unfortunately, well, there's a Salvation Army place, which is great, but unfortunately, although they've got a big sign that says, do not dump your things here uh, outside of our hours, um, and the reason they say that is when people leave them there, I think other people come and just go through them during the night or the early hours, and then, you know, things are strewn everywhere. I always feel so sorry mm. for the ladies working there or all the people working there on Monday morning when they've got to sort through all of this stuff anyway. I was going for my early morning walk one day, guy in his big four-wheel drive pulled up and and began to dump all his, his things outside the shop and uh, it, it well, I'm a bit of a rule Nazi actually and um, I pointed the, to the sign and I said did you not see this sign you are not supposed to dump things outside of these hours and he and he's teenage son was there with him in his private college outfit and everything and uh, uniform and he was watching and um, the father said well everybody does it and I said to him yes but two wrongs don't make a right you know just because everybody does the wrong Mm. thing does not mean it's suddenly correct and I wondered to myself what example has this man given to his son Mm, here? mm. He has said, hey, if everyone's doing the wrong thing, then obviously that means that it's right. Yes. You know, and and I thought to myself, well, I think it's good that that teenage guy got to see that not everybody is in agreement with his dad's uh, way of thinking, mm, mm. you know. But but there I thought to myself, well, there's an opportunity for you to teach your child and what have you taught your child, you know. Yeah. So, so those are the things we've got to be careful. Walk the walk, don't just talk the talk. So mm. James 2, 21 to 22, there's a scripture there that says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves Mm. so you know no good if you're reading the bible but you're not actually taking it on board and and doing it if you know sometimes it's quite inconvenient or um unpopular to to live out what we're we're told to do, and sometimes it's very easy to just go with the groove what everybody else is is doing, but this the word tells us that that is not the right thing to do. So, you know, if you want to be a good modeler to to your children, you want children your children to take on board some good things, then you I think you need to look at yourself. Mm. And see, you know, am I walking the walk? James 2, 26 to 27 says, If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Mm. So, you know, I, I would say... It's just so important to be modelling what you want from your children. Absolutely not, right. Not this uh, do as I say, not as I do kind mm, of thing, mm, mm. you know. So Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, uh, 
I think it's uh, the right time now to just take a short break mm-hmm. and uh, I may go this uh, to give this uh, code for the book which we have for today. Um, it's um, it's called The Radical Teachings of Jesus and uh, my dear friend, if you like this uh, book today, please send us a text message to 04888-808-11 and the code for this book is SA136. Again, SA stands for South Australia and 136. Please send that uh, text message and uh, our uh, lovely uh, robot will take you through to some of the um, questions. Now, also, I'd like to give a shout out to um, a few people, um, which uh, I wasn't able to just uh, acknowledge. Uh, Suzanne, uh, if you're listening uh, to us, uh, thank you for your messages. Uh, I wasn't able to, to answer um, from last program we had, you know, with uh, Robbie. Thank you for um, sending uh, your message. And also, there are a few people here who requested the book. Um, please enjoy the book. Uh, I want to say hello to, to Patrick. Now, uh, uh, Patrick is one of uh, our uh, Faith FM listeners, and he decided to join a church with his children, you know, just because uh, they heard on Faith FM uh, good things. And uh, Patrick, it's wonderful to hear about your story. Uh, thank you for sharing with us on Faith FM. We just had uh, Patrick uh, on uh, one of our programs uh, this uh, week. And uh, yeah, please uh, don't hesitate, my dear friend, to send us a text message uh, to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with the code SA136 and the book, The Radical Teachings of Jesus is Yours. We just play a song uh, right now and we'll be back very soon. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about it so great, a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which does so easily beset us, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The author and finisher of our faith Who for the joy that was sent before him Endure the cross, despising the shame Here is the patience of a Perfect and 
Welcome back. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. And today with us in the studio here is Tracy Papandreou and David Lima. Uh, we are uh, talking uh, about a very important subject about family, about children, morality also in the family. And just before the break, um, Tracy, you took us through some passages in the Bible. Uh, we talked a little bit about, and uh, yourself and David, uh, you shared with us, um, uh, yeah, David, also from your own uh, experience in your own family, uh, how important it is to have guidelines to, uh, and the children also to be well, um, you know, taught and uh, educated, uh, because we don't want to use the term uh, discipline because people may want to, you know, comment on, on that one. But educated. I mean, I think education starts from very early uh, in the home, not uh, allow that until people go to, I mean, children go to school or uh, preschool and to get educated. In Romania, we have a saying, if people are, um, if young if children are a bit uh, naughty or disobeying, says, you haven't got the seven years from home? <laughs> That's what we used to uh, to say uh, there. And when people will tell me that, I said, oh, no, 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 I have, you know. Um, but y- yeah. Yes, because there's very important things that the that, that home, the parents teach a person that really um, teachers should not be expected to actually teach mm. the children. Mm. Unfortunately, I think sometimes there is this expectation that those kinds of moral framework types of things are be- going to be taught by the mm. school and, and the teachers, where really that's not actually that their job. You know, the, the parents are the ones who should be teaching those kind of formation of the character kind mm. of, kind of, kind of things. And just before the break, we are just touching, uh, also on uh, um, the importance of uh, having that connection with the young adults, you know, that they may continue to listen because these days it's very easy to just shut uh, your ears, uh, going on with your things, shut the door behind you in your bedroom and I can't be disturbed and so on and so forth. Yeah, you shared a few things. Do you have anything else to add on that, Tracy? Look, that that's that's for sure that it's all a process um, uh, uh I think, yeah, there's this natural kind of pulling away that takes place often with uh, teenagers. And, you know, again, the the earlier you start, the easier that it is. Mm. Um, you know, in terms of bringing the family together and um, just uniting the family as a family unit is, is such an important thing. Um, you know, family worship time and praying together is important. Now, your child might be at a stage where they don't want a bar of, of that. But I mm. also think that, you know, it's important for the child to see that it's important part of, of um, the husband and the wife, the mother and the father of, of, of their life and, and that, that they show that they understand the, the importance of that in their life. Mm. I think it's important for for um, parents to be sharing with their children about what God is doing in their lives and, and for them. Um, also, I think, you know, having time for Bible study is important. Um, it's important for parents to have their own special individual time 
with God. I I know that all I'm all I'm saying here, you know, people are probably saying, "Where do I fit this in?" But again, as I've said in many other times, you know, if you look at how much time you have, uh, if you don't have time for God, then you need to be looking at what you need to push mm. push off the the um. Off, off your program, whether that be some television programs you watch. And I think you need to be very careful about the me- mm-hmm. media that's being consumed in the home. I think those are important because, and David, you probably got a good perspective on this. I think what is coming in through the media mm-hmm. uh, can actually make it much harder for you to uh, teach your child certain principles, uh, I think children are much more conscious of their individual rights mm. these days. Um, we see that there is <clears throat> relationships that are not, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, not condoned by God mm. that are being normalized uh, and so you know we're not supposed to wrap these kids in cotton cotton wool but I think it's important that we're not that we're careful that there's not so much that we don't agree with being rammed at them and and taken in by you know their ears their eyes all of this um, I just think we need to be quite purposeful purposeful in the home about uh, how we conduct our lives what mm. what do you have to say on that David? yes David I was going to to just pose that question just before you talk about that we are talking about how do I give my children a moral compass yeah yeah. Well, as I say, when they are little, they need to be trained for obedience. When they are older, they need to be coached for wise autonomy. And I must say that I I never felt the need to sort of check up on what my teenage children were doing, what they were watching, because they'd already had that built into them, that they Mm. would be responsible for taking wise decisions, and that's exactly what they did. So that was a real pleasure. And, um, yeah, we, we just need to make sure that we're doing our part, absolutely. Very important for parents, if possible, to spend time one-to-one with each child separately during the week. Now, if you've got a large family, that's not going to be straightforward. Mm. But I heard of someone, I think he and his wife had ten kids, and he was still able to do that. Right. But he did regret that he didn't do that with his wife. Mm. That was his one regret as he looked back over his many decades of being a dedicated family man that uh, he he hadn't strengthened the the marriage uh, as he could and should have. Mm. So very wise words there. And we live in a very busy uh, life, but Trace is absolutely right. We need to look at our program and make sure that we get our priorities right. How the story is told about the little child seeing the father's diary and, say, and saying to him, oh, what's that? Oh, that, that's my diary. Oh, what's that for? Well, um, that's where I write down all the things that I have to do, mm. all the important things. And she said, am I in that diary? <laughs> and he realized to his horror that she wasn't. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. Wow. Oh, well, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for that, David. Uh, hey, I just had a feeling that uh, I may uh, give the phone number probably wrong, but uh, because I just did it... Uh, top of my head uh, but I'm just saying it again now just in case if I say it wrong the number where you can come with your comments and your thoughts and also for the book which we talked about uh, it's 04 888 
Now, the book which we have for you to grab today is The Radical Teachings of Jesus. Do you believe what Jesus uh, preached? If you accept that he was actually who he claimed to be, um, I mean, you should um, believe, you know, and and, uh, pay uh, attention to what uh, Jesus was uh, teaching because, you know, Jesus ignored human tradition and presented his listeners with God's truth. And that's what we are trying to do, to uh, talk about the truth of the Bible, not about the influences of people uh, around dif- different different things which uh, can be sensitive these days. My dear friend, grab this wonderful book, The Radical Teachings of Jesus. Send us a text message to 04888880811 with the code SA. One, three, six. I think that's the correct one. SA136. Now, time is going very quickly um, uh, here today. But Tracy, coming back uh, to you again, um, we can say lots of things about uh, this subject, you know, how to, you know, how to teach, how to give a moral compass to to the young ones and to not so young, because you know these days children stay with parents until they are maybe forty or sixty. <laughs> Some people say in other culture that you are uh, considered to be a child until sixty. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know friends overseas. You know, they're kind of near forty and still living with family because yeah. they haven't been married and all of that kind of thing. But here in Australia, it's an economic thing that more so uh, we have older. Um, children <clears throat> living with uh, parents. But and there are opportunities in the home. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, how old are your children. It, there are opportunities to influence. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. It's, it's obviously, um, well, there's more opportunities to influence when you have um, children living uh, in in the family home longer. Um, it also can... Uh, Cause uh, bring about some conflict situations mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. uh, children are older and feel like they want to have their own own life. You know, um, I think we all have to remember, you know, the important role that God's given to parents, but also that research shows that a child's brain is not fully developed until around twenty five years of age, and mm. we have this. Uh, situation you know these days because of that where uh, a child is seen uh, well an 18 year old is seen as an adult and so you know they have the rights to make their own decisions um, but uh, but the brain is not formed mm. uh, fully in the frontal lobe area which is which is um, the area that uh, governs if you like um, decision making and helps to manage that if you like so it's a particularly dangerous kind of uh, time from 18 to 25 mm, when, mm. you know, they have all those rights legally, but maybe they might not make good decisions. And so that's a time when really it's important to have developed that relationship so that um, you're able to provide counsel to to children. I think it's very important that, you know, um, 
you can have logical discussions, mm. you know, from beginning to end scenarios to explain why you would prefer that or why you suggest that things are done a certain way rather than maybe where your child, you know, wants to go off and, and do, um, do things a certain, a certain way. Mm. Um, importance, it's, it's so important that there's prayer for your child at that particular time, you know, because uh, w- whether it be to work your way through and keep the relation communication lines open and, um, you know, be able to, to give uh, good good counsel. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think relationships can always be great or difficult depending on uh, how well we manage ourselves in those relationships as well. All right. Well, um, yeah, time is uh, almost uh, up there. I wonder if uh, both of you, Tracy and David, you can maybe sum up some of the things we said here, because uh, a couple of things I believe uh, will be very important to, to, you know, to mention uh, the huge um, you know, the, the understanding of the huge responsibility God has given us. As parents, you know, we are talking about here and then uh, how to model, how to model Jesus uh, into in, in the life of uh, our children and the young ones. Um, David, I may start with you. Yeah, the challenge is to exalt Christ in everything. Mm. So he is the husband of the church. So we can understand how marriage should work when we see Christ in relationship with the church. But he also said, uh, he who has seen me has seen the father. So if we want to know what God is like as Father, we just need to look at Jesus. And parents are called to reveal the fatherhood of God, fathers in particular. Mm. very important for fathers to lead the family, uh, especially taking up leadership in church. It's vital for children to see their fathers worshipping God and leading, mm. even if it's simply saying a prayer in church or standing up and, and, and saying something of value, because that's when children say, this is for me. So as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we understand him as divine husband and we see God as heavenly father. And that's the key to understanding family dynamics. Wonderful, wonderful. Tracy. I, I just think it's important for parents to get their own act together in relation, into, in relation to their relationship with with God. You know, um, my advice would be ensure you're having daily time with God um, to realize there's no way you're going to be able to influence your children towards God if you aren't walking the walk yourself. Um, your children will just believe that Christians are hypocrites. So... Just be honest with yourself. Have a have a have a good look at that, you know, and see whether you can come up higher yourself in your relationship with God uh, as you pray for for your own children and their relationship with God. You know, I think it's so important to start early mm-hmm. with children, um, but we don't always get that opportunity. You know, some of us. Many of us come to God and a born-again relationship at a later time in our lives. So, you know, that might come after you've even got grown children. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's important to keep the lines of communication open. Take time to explain the logic in God's counsel, not just the Bible says 
this kind of thing, you know, um, mm. uh, and study the Bible because there are so many uh, interesting and wise, um, there's so much wise counsel in in the Bible and uh, it's given to us in order to help us in our lives and become more and more acquainted with the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, this is so important. And praying. Yes, That's wonderful. So we are coming to a prayer just in a moment, but uh, my dear friend listening today, I hope that you'll um, take some uh, advice, you know, from the passages of the Bible, uh, how to uh, be... Uh, really a guide in the life of the younger ones uh, in these days with where morality is, you know, all over the place. Um, you know, I would like you to invite you, if you are in Adelaide, listening from Adelaide, we have a program going on starting tonight, actually, Prophecies of Hope with Ricardo Schaeffer, one of our presenters here. Why not to join that meeting? It starts at 7 o'clock tonight at 7 Belleville Street in Prospect and goes for the nine consecutive nights. Why not to join that if you like? And also grab our uh, free offer, uh, the um, uh, Radical Teachings of Jesus. Now, for next um, next week, we are having again another very good um, uh, topic uh, and uh, that's uh, called Christianity in History. How positive was its contribution? And we ask the first question, was Christianity bad news for women? Join us next time. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Let's just pray. Thank you, dear Father in heaven, for uh, being with us today, helping us to broadcast this program and help us, Lord, to be a testimony uh, for our young ones that they may see in us really what you want us to be uh, and to see in us, uh, Lord Jesus Christ. Help us all be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, David. God bless Amen. you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.